So the one thing that I would advise um, anybody that's out there looking to start up with farming or, or start some sort of agribusiness, anything like that, I would suggest stashing away your cash, saving up as much as you can. So that way, when you are ready to start, you, you get started off on the right foot. Some good advice there from Matthew Hackenberg of Ag Choice Farm Credit, talking about some of the biggest financial issues facing young startup farmers these days. He and Ag Choice's Rachel Sadison are this week's guest on the Young Farmer Podcast. I'm Chris Torres, your host. This week's episode is all about financials and what young farmers should have when they're getting ready to start or buy their first farm or agribusiness. But first up, we talk about a new grant opportunity offered by Ag Choice. The firm is offering 10 $10,000 grants for any beginning or startup farmer within Ag Choice's territory. The deadline to apply is August 31st. Rachel and Matt talk about the specifics of the program and other things beginning farmers should know before starting that first business and establishing that all-important relationship with the ag lender. Thanks for listening. Okay, well, we have two special guests here on the podcast today. We have Rachel Sadison and Matt. Can you actually give me your name and your title with Ag Cho- with uh, Ag Choice? Yep, I'm Matt Hackenberg. I'm a senior loan officer at Ag Choice Farm Credit out of our Lewisburg branch office. I cover uh, Snyder and Union Counties, the eastern halves of those two counties. And Rachel Sadison, can you give me your title? Sure. I am Knowledge Center Director with Ag Choice Farm Credit. And in that role, I cover all of our customer education efforts, our programs for young and beginning farmers, and our legislative and industry relations. All right, so it's great to have both of you on here, and uh, and I wanted to talk a little bit with both of you about a new program that was just rolled out in the beginning of June by Ag Choice. And we normally, um, you know, when, whenever I hear grants, whenever farmers hear grants, you know, I think the I think the light bulb starts going off. Um, and this is this is a great program. It sounds like you're offering ten ten thousand dollar grants for startup farmers within Ag Choice's territory. Can you tell me a little bit about about the program? Sure. Yeah, I'll start here and then certainly Matt can uh, fill in. So uh, like you shared, Chris, we are doing uh, $10,000 grants to startup farmers. And you might be wondering, what are we classifying as a startup farmer? Uh, We're saying that that's a a person that has either started a farm in the last two years or plans to start a farm in the next two years. And we see this as a great way for Ag Choice uh, to support young and beginning farmers. We know that it is very hard uh, for farmers to get started nowadays and so this is our nod to, to really help um, you know 10, 10 farmers really do that here so our application window for our grant program has actually opened already so it, op- it kicked off uh, June 1st and it will remain open through August 31st so uh, if you think you fit that criteria you must live within Ag Choice Farm Credits territory which is 52 counties in central western and northern Pennsylvania or four counties in uh, the Panhandle of West Virginia. But if you uh, live within our territory, fit that startup farmer definition that I uh, shared and could use some some funds to get your farm started, uh, we would highly encourage you to apply for the grant. Uh, All the information and details are available at agchoice.com slash grow. Okay, wonderful. And you know, it can be any type of farm then, Rachel? Correct. Yeah, it can be any type of farming operation, actually. So we've we've already received some different applications here so far. And, uh, you know, they run the gamut. So folks um, raising fruits, vegetables, uh, sheep, uh, uh, growing hops, uh, 
really any agricultural enterprise. Uh, if you're a sort of startup, we encourage you to apply. Okay, wonderful. So two important parts about this, about, about actually applying for this program, the, the applicant needs to be, needs to have a business plan and also needs to take part in the Ag Biz Basics program. Why don't we go ahead and talk a little bit about what needs to be in the business plan? Sure. So, so what we have outlined is, as you uh, shared there, Chris. Yeah, there are really three components. So one is uh, the the initial application, which is very simple. It's you know some basic contact information about the applicant, plus um, you know a, a couple of statements of how they plan to use the grant funds. Which we are asking uh, that the grant funds be used for agricultural purposes or uh, starting their business. So it could be you know uh, buying a tractor, using for operating expenses, uh, maybe a down payment on uh, farmland, whatever it might be, or, or it could be um, related to, um, you know, legal fees to get their business structure set up or whatnot. So again, the first part of the application is, is the application form itself with just some basic information. And then the second part, as you shared, there is a business plan. And, you know, we really don't have any hard qualifications on the business plan. We, we do include a link to a business plan template that we at AgChoice have. So certainly folks can use that, although they don't need to. Uh, but we're really going to be looking and our review team that's going to be assessing the applications is really going to be looking at our is this well thought out? You know, has the applicant given some consideration whether the business has been in place or, uh, you know, they want to start it to to all the different factors uh, that go into, you know, running a farm business. And so along with that, we are expecting the business plan to include financials or projections. Uh, and, you know, given that we have a couple of months here, I've even encouraged some folks that have applied like, hey, take your time, you know, put some time and effort into um, you know, the financial side, the business plan write up, we are going to be obviously, um, you know, leaning a lot on that for reviewing for the application. And then the third component of the application itself is the completion of, it's called Ag Biz Basics. It's a learning series uh, that is offered fully online. There are four, four modules, and we're actually asking applicants to um, enroll and complete that program by the August 31st deadline. Um, once we receive a person's initial application, we actually send them a coupon code so that they actually take the program for free. Uh, but it's a, it's a module series, four modules. Um, they're relatively short, I'd say probably about you know 30 minutes in length so with four modules you know a person it shouldn't take them longer than two to three hours to do all of the modules but gives them some exposure to you know financials and some business planning advice uh, so really a great you know value add for folks that are you know applying for this grant as well okay wonderful and how does how does the AgBiz basics differ from the AgBiz master's program which you know anybody in the ag choice territory is probably really familiar with that yeah, so AgBiz Masters has been in place uh, 11 or 12 years now. It's become quite well known here in Pennsylvania and into neighboring states. We we actually work with Mid-Atlantic Farm Credit to offer that program too. And that program is held during the winter months. It similarly has some online modules, but then we accompany that with some in-person sessions and that type of thing. So I'd say it's sort of a little bit of a sister program to AgBiz Basics, uh, but uh, to offer as part of the grant program, we thought AgBiz Basics was a little bit better of a fit. We could require the grant applicant to do it, you know, at that time. So that's why we're having the grant applicants do AgBiz Basics. 
but if anyone in, is out there interested in AgBiz Masters, again, that's been the, sort of the flagship program that we have for young and beginning farmers teaching business and financial management skills. Uh, certainly encourage uh, you to check that out too. We have a program website for that. It's agbizmasters.com. And uh, yeah, just uh, both programs are really great as far as, you know, business and financial management tips. But again, the AgBiz Basics is what we're doing here for the grant program. Sure. You know, uh, Rachel, you and I have had discussions many times and Matt, you can you can say something as well when you want to. Um, you and I have had discussions many times about about young farmers and their and their various needs, you know, from a financial standpoint, um, you know, and from a business planning standpoint, you know, what are you seeing from from clients that you work with um, that, that are the biggest needs that that people, you know, startup farmers, people who are really getting into this business? What are the biggest needs you're seeing out there? Actually, I'm going to let Matt chime in for this. He would have a really great perspective from a loan officer. So, Matt, we'll let you take that one. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, I think one of the, the biggest needs or maybe one of the hardest things about starting out is coming up with that startup capital or uh, the equity to actually start up and, and purchase a property or purchase equipment, those sort of things. So, one thing that I would advise um, anybody that's out there looking to start up with farming or, or start some sort of agribusiness, anything like that, I would suggest stashing away your cash, saving up as much as you can. So that way, when you are ready to start, you, you get started off on the right foot. Um, so often we see people who want to get started and don't really have a, a lot saved up and don't have a, a business plan, don't have a, a really a clear idea of what path that they want to head. And a lot of times in those initial discussions, it comes down to discussing the fact that, okay, well, we need to figure out or how, how are we going to get 20 or 25 percent to put into this, right? So maybe you need to take a few years, save some more money, that sort of thing, and, and kind of figure out what direction you want to take. Um, so if, if, and by far, um, the one thing that I, I see people struggle with the most is that just that startup capital, getting that money to mm -hmm. be able to start up. You know, I was reading, getting ready for this interview, um, and it depends on where you go to. You know, you can go to Forbes, you can go to any other, um, you know, source if you'd like and and look up, you know, what's the average lifespan of a startup business. And um, it's definitely, it doesn't sound like it's for the faint of heart. You know, the average lifespan, I believe, it, it, they say is only about eight and a half years. You know, in terms of in terms of the farming community, in terms of startup farm businesses or agricultural businesses, how do they stack up? I mean, do, do you sort of get a sense of what the average lifespan of a, of a, of a startup ag business is? Well, that is a great question, and it, it's all over the board to, for, a, for your simple answer there. Um, but a lot of the farmers that I've been working with um, in my territory, Chris, have been around for several generations. Mm -hmm. um, they've been farming, you know, since their great-grandfather has been farming, and the farm has been passed down in the fam in, throughout the family. Seldom do we actually see or, or I guess less often do we see farms actually turning over from one family to another. Now, it does happen, and sometimes, you know, farms do decide to get out of the business or, or go out of the business. Um, but a lot of the farms that we deal with, Chris, have been around for a very long time. I would say their average life is much longer than eight years. Um, as far as farms starting up, it's, it's tough to say, right, because everybody has their own direction. But I would definitely bet that those farms are going to be around for longer than eight, eight years if they get started off on the right foot. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and what are the keys? I mean, from, from the ones that you've actually have dealt with that have been successful, what do you think have been the keys to the one for the ones that have been successful? What have they done right? One of the biggest things um, that I think it's hard for people to deal with or understand is that you can't just keep going, going, going. So when you're building up a business, you need to take time, take steps and make decisions that are financially smart. Um, so often we see somebody who, you know, they're, they're buying, they're improving, they're doing construction projects. And all throughout that, they're slowly uh, whittling away their equity position because they're, they try to do too much at one time. Maybe they're having success in their business. It's starting up great and they want to just move too fast. And so one of those, one of our jobs is, you know, kind of help people, you know, step back and take a look at their business and say, okay, hey, yeah, you're doing a great job, but we need to take our time. We need to think through these projects. We need to think through your expansions so that you don't get too far ahead of yourself because that's when you can get in trouble. Interesting. Rachel, do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, something that comes to my mind, uh, Chris, is that and it actually comes uh, from the angle of working with a lot of these young and beginning farmers in our Ag Biz Masters program. A lot of them have an interest in diversifying their operations. You know, uh, they might be currently, uh, you know, livestock farmer or, um, you know, dairy farmer or just a crop farmer or whatnot, and they want to get into something else. So we've seen a lot of young and beginning type folks um, that have an interest in, uh, you know, trying new enterprises, doing new things. I know Matt certainly has probably run into that a lot with some of his customers, too. Um, and, yeah, that becomes a challenge. And, and I think that's where some of the principles being taught in the, you know, the IGBiz programs is important uh, to really take that step back and evaluate, you know, is this the right decision? Is this the right decision now? You know, maybe it will be in a couple years, but do we need to take a step back now and really look and, and answer? analyze uh, the numbers there. So yeah, diversification is something that, um, you know, we've seen a lot of, I think, in generally in the agriculture industry, but I especially see it in some of these more younger beginning type folks. And sometimes that's their way of going back to their home farm operation too. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing, um, especially in the farming community that I have learned is that relationships are are extremely important. And, I, and you know, and and that's, and that's um, um, and that's no different when dealing with a bank or with a credit union or whatever farm credit, um, you know. So when you actually when when somebody who is actually trying to start up an ag business, when they are trying to establish that relationship with farm credit or with a bank or whatever, you know, what are the keys? What are the things that they really need to be prepared with when they actually go into that door or make that phone call and they say, "Listen, I want to start up this business," or "I want to go ahead and I want to." diversify my business. What what are the key things you think that they really need to have in order to get that 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 relationship off to a good start and really get moving? Well, Chris, it definitely helps when our customers are well educated and well prepared. Um, we've already discussed the AgBiz Masters program, but that is a great program to help somebody learn how to put a business plan together or learn how to look at their farm financials. So if we can have somebody that is well-educated in the agricultural field and has a little bit of ag business background so that they understand financials, it helps us out a lot. Now, if we're looking at other fields, if you're coming to your loan officer for the first time or you're coming for a loan, one of the things that you're going to want to have is a purpose, okay? So what what do I want 
what do I want this loan for? And your loan officer is going to turn around and they're going to ask you, okay, so you want a loan for this land or you want a loan for this tractor. My first question to you is going to be why? So we want you to have a why behind your, your loan purpose. Okay. And if you, as we dive into more complex purchases or loans, we're the more prepared or the more educated we're going to expect you to be. So if you're going to come to us for a loan for something like you want to build a, a couple poultry barns or you want to start up a steer raising operation, then we will expect you to have done research and be prepared and come uh, come with answers to questions such as what, what is the cash flow of this operation like? Do you have a business plan? You know, how, how do you plan on doing X, Y, Z so that this business is going to succeed and you're going to be able to pay for this loan? Is this loan going to pay for itself because you're working off the farm? Or is what you're taking this loan out for going to provide an additional source of cash flow? Um, so I guess overall, and it really depends because there's such a wide variety of products that we offer. So what type of preparedness we're going to expect you to be kind of depends on what you're coming to us for. But the biggest thing is having an understanding of um, what you're doing, why you're doing it, and a good wrap around your financials or what your financials may be when we do take that next step, Chris. Rachel, I know that you live on a dairy farm. You 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 um, you co-run a dairy farm. Matt, do you also, are you on a farm as well? I am. I have uh, some beef cattle and raise a good amount of hay, amongst a couple other things that I have diversified in, as Rachel had said earlier. Okay. Well, you know what, then I'll ask each one of you. I mean, just from your standpoints, you know, um, in terms of, in terms of your own experiences, in terms of your own experiences, um, you know, tell me some of the struggles that, that you've actually, you know, have, have been through and some of the things that you've had to um, overcome or are still trying to overcome in, 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 in running your business and running it successfully. And either one of you can, can chime in. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll kick us off uh, first. So yeah, my, my husband and I, along with his brother and uh, my sister-in-law, we have a dairy farm here in Berks County. And uh, actually all of us come from dairy backgrounds. So we, so we know that through and through, but uh, when my husband and his brother came home to the farm, um, you know, several years back, I won't, I won't give it exactly, then it'll uh, give away how old I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, they wanted to to come back to the home farm. And so we had created, um, you know, an LLC operating entity at that time on, on the Sadison home farm. And, uh, you know, that is, in itself is a, is a good learning experience of how the business gets formed and, you know, uh, making decisions and all that. Um, you know, at that time, we had a uh, tie stall operation. Uh, so, you know, the eventual goal was we don't want to be milking cows in a, in a tie stall barn forever, right? Um, and, you know, initially out of the gate, we had looked at could we do an expansion early on, that type of thing. And it just wasn't in the cards for us, right? It didn't make sense. Um, you know, uh, financially and for a number of other reasons. And so we did exactly what sort of Matt was talking about there a little bit earlier of, uh, you know, uh, stepping back and saying, let's get better at what we do and, you know, put a little bit of money away so that when we did want to do a, an expansion, which is, you know, going on, I guess, about four years ago now, uh, we were able to take that step and really, you know, make the changes that we wanted to. And so we, you know, uh, build a new, uh, build a freestyle barn, now have a parlor, you know, a number of other things that we're really able to to take that step at that time and and it's difficult you know as a young beginning farmer because out of the gate you want to do all the things right uh, but looking back that was probably uh, some of the best decisioning that we made was to wait and then you know do some of the changes a little bit later on when we were in a little bit more solid footing okay matt do you have anything to do you have anything to share 
Yeah, sure. So when I back when I bought my fiance and I at the time bought um, our farm to or it was our first farm. Right. And I had already farmed with my father, who actually owns a farm right down the road. And this farm came up for sale and we wanted to purchase it. It was perfect. It's just one mile down the road. It would be great to add. And so one of the challenges that we came up against when we purchased the farm is that we did not have enough down money at the time to be able to do it on our own. Um, so this is something that's extremely common with YBS customers is that, and I, I discussed this earlier, that they may not have enough capital to put down or enough, enough of a down payment to be able to do a farm purchase without so, uh, some other source of collateral. And so we had to get some help from family to pledge other property as collateral in order for us to be able to purchase this farm. I want to say that this is not something that you should ever be embarrassed to or embarrassed about or scared to ask a family member about with the rising prices of real estate and how hard it really is to get um, to get started in today's market. It is extremely common that our customers either have collateral pledged from family members or friends or some stronger co-signers who have been around a longer time and have them have established their financial position it is extremely com or common for other people to get involved to help you out. So, and that is how I was able to get started in my, in my case. And I'm extremely thankful for that, Chris. Yeah, Matt, that's a great point because you know what, I, I hope that, I hope that, you know, somebody who listens to this and, and, and I hope, and obviously you're absolutely correct with rising real estate prices and all that sort of thing. But, but um, you know, what you just said, I think is a great point because, you know, hopefully it'll give somebody confidence that, you know, um, even though, Things are very, very high in price, even though it is a tough thing to do. It's not impossible. There's ways to actually get around it, and there's ways to actually, um, you know, to, to, you know, if you need to borrow something from the family or get another investor involved, you know, it's just sharing that it is possible. Yeah, I agree. Hey, if there's a will, there's a way, and there's lots of ways that we can look at different, different loans or different transfers, um, and that's what your loan officer or your financial advisor is there for you. For. Um, we're there to help you out to find those different avenues so that we can get you onto that farm or into that new tractor. Okay, wonderful. Well, um, how about one more plug for the program, Rachel? So you say that the that the deadline to apply is August 31st, am I correct? Yeah, that's correct. And it's just a tremendous opportunity that we want to make sure that, you know, startup farmers here in our territory really know about. So, so yeah, again, $10,000 $10, grants. So we are giving, you know, and uh, for a relatively simple application uh, process with really no strings attached. So I encourage anyone out there that's listening, if you started a farm in the last two years or are planning to start a new farm, uh, we even have this open. Um, if you're if you're currently farming, but doing an entirely adding an entirely new enterprise you would be eligible to apply as well so um, you know check out the grant details there again it's agchoice.com slash grow um, or reach out to me happy to answer any questions that you have but it is open through august 31st okay wonderful and um real quickly must they be ag choice customers no, not not at all. So they don't have to have any connection to Ag Choice, like I shared. Just sort of need to be within our territory. So if you go out under the under the webpage, you'll see what our exact territory is. But it's Central, Western, and Northern Pennsylvania, then uh, four counties in West Virginia. But no, do not have to have any connection to Ag Choice uh, already. Okay, 
Well, Rachel and Matt, I really appreciate the conversation. I think there's some great information in here and tips for for startup farmers and for people wanting to get into business or just want to go ahead and uh, and diversify an existing business. So I thank both of you and uh, be well. And hopefully the weather will cool down here a little bit. <laughs> it's a little hot for my liking, that's for sure. Thanks, Chris. All right. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. I have a link to the grant program offered by Ag Choice on the episode page. Once again, thanks to Rachel Sadison and Matthew Hackenberg for joining me on the podcast. And thank you all for listening. And I'll see you next time.